Welcome back to the Sim Geeks Podcast. We are your hosts, William Belk and David Schablock. Uh, tonight, we're going to jump into the importance of networking, talk about some conferences that are coming up, talk about social media involvement, uh, and a few other ways you can become more involved and in how it may benefit you in your simulation career. Uh, first things first, though, uh, David, you were one of 25 recent recipients of the CHSOS-A, uh, the advanced group, and I want to congratulate all 25 of you guys. Um, so strong work there being the, the inaugural group coming with a new certification out of SSIH. What else has been going on in your life? Oh, just a whole bunch of this and a whole bunch of that. Yeah, I, I want to say congratulations to the uh, the rest of the folk as well. So it's four different countries, 25 different people. We're in the first cohort. I've actually talked to a lot of the folks that are some of the folks that are going to apply for the next cohort. And uh, a lot of great names and, and very established and esteemed people got it and uh, some more are going for it. Um, and for those that are kicking around the idea of uh, doing it, I say go for it. It's um, it's a little bit of work, a little bit of stress, a little bit of hassle, but um, it's documented very, very well. Um, you know, the, what you need to do and all that. And I, I can speak for, you know, most of the people that have got their advanced, uh, we would be more than happy to help you out and guide you as best we can. So as far as what's going on for me, um, you know, just uh, the, the work of uh, getting my shop up and running, I've been getting um, our live streaming rig ready for some interesting events for um, simulation tech and then for us. Um, we recently put out a big kind of SOS to try to get as many people to on the Sim Geeks podcast um, YouTube to try to get us to subscribe. Um, we've got some really cool things we can't quite announce yet, but um, you know, apart from we just want to put up some good video content and be able to in, you know interact with you guys a little more on that. But we've got some really cool opportunities coming up, and that uh, you'll want to be a subscriber. I hope. Um, so we, we've gotten a heck of a good response. We were almost to like 80 subscribers in just what, three days, two days that we put that SOS out. So just want to say a thank you to all the people who have done that. And, uh, we really appreciate all the listeners. What have you been up to? I think, I think you've got something to talk about too, don't you? Oh, I got a few things going on. Uh, yeah. but, uh, the big news is I have accepted a seat with the National University of Ireland Galway's program for healthcare simulation. So I'll be starting my master's with those guys here in a few months. Uh, I got about two weeks left on finishing the current degree, and then I'll get a few months off and start the next one. Um, but also been making some pretty serious progress with our VR program. Again, we're going to be talking about that hopefully in the near future, sharing a little bit more, but I've been in the scenario development phases right now. I've been working on that actually all day today, put about six hours into developing scenarios and kind of building up what they need to look like working with the team over there. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some more information on that in the very near future, be able to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, other than that, not a, not a whole lot. I've got a construction project or two of my own going on here at the house. And of course it's gardening season. So I'm trying to balance work with finding enough time to work outside and get, get some stuff done around here. Well, it's, it's Montana gardening season. So you're fighting the snow with the grass, with the snow and the grass. Everything starts indoors, man. I got the greenhouses inside and I get that started. And then I will put some fencing up, lay down the, the weed mat and all the mulch and all that kind of stuff, get that stuff laid out. Um, but the actual garden doesn't go in the ground probably for another month and a half at this point. Our, our latest freeze tends to be around May 15th. So my sprinklers don't even get, I don't even turn them on until mid May, early June probably is when I'll be looking at doing that. Uh, my, my neighbor was talking about it. He said that he doesn't turn his sprinklers on until everything dies. He waits that long just in case, you know, something freezes and you got to rebuild the whole system because you broke it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's been a, a busy it's, it's always busy. I mean, I don't know what I'm saying here. We're, we're always busy. Uh, this is, uh, I think I just did 14 weeks or so in a row uh, teaching every single week and having to travel. So it's, uh, it's slowing down. We're going to hopefully go back to being just a few weeks out of each month. Um, but basically, you were talking about the CHSOSA and helping people out. And that is exactly where we're headed uh, with this specific podcast. Um, so we, we've got a couple things coming up that we're going to be involved in that we want to kind of share with other people and also the importance of, of that networking that comes along with those. Uh, David, what else were you about to say? Well, I was going to say is that's the things we were, you know, kicking around and talking about how, you know, we, we try to help as many people as we can. And that's that's the whole reason we started this podcast is just to be able to share as much information out as we can and things like that. And we, we still meet a lot of people that uh, think they have to know it all and think they have to, you know, have all the information. And that's really what came to light about this episode. Um, and, and, you know, 
talking about the networking and it's really that you don't have to know it all. You just have to have to know somebody that does. And uh, the one thing that's, you know, overwhelming with this community. And I try to tell people as they first get into it is it is very, very tight knit and we all are there to back you and we're there to cheer you on and we're there to help you. Um, and, and the people that don't want to share with they don't tend to stick around. The people that really help year after year are the ones that, you know, are there to cheer you on. And I don't care if you're in day one or 15 years in, we're here to back you up. That's, that's why we see the same faces from one organization to the next and conference to conference and all the events that we do. You tend to see the same kind of core group of people at each of these events year after year. Uh, you know, and, and that's a great thing. That, that's really nice to have is that you go to one organization and you see the same people you saw at a conference six months ago that were teaching for somebody else. You know, it's, it's all about just helping each other. We're, we're all in this together. Uh, and especially when it comes to sharing information around patient safety and, mm-hmm. and education theories in general, you know, people come up with something new and the first thing they want to do is share it. No one's trying to, no one's trying to trademark anything or get rich off of it. Everybody's just trying to get the information out there. And so others can use it. So talking about uh, upcoming events, though, for that, we're going to be sharing information. Um, what, the first one, you've got something kind of cool coming up. Yeah. So I, you know, we've done life casting classes in the past and I will be teaching life casting again, actually next month. So the end of May uh, for the Colorado EMS Educators Symposium. And so I just spoke to those guys a couple of days ago. They kind of confirmed everything was lined up and we're going to be making hands and feet and going through the processes for doing faces, torsos, full bodies, just, you know, similar to what we've done in the past, like teach, teach all of it and then actually carry out a project where we're making a hand or a foot or something very similar. Uh, unfortunately we're still in the world of COVID. Uh, and so that is going to be a virtual course. Um, and I'm actually in the process of setting up a nice setup in our, in our SIM center so that I can actually record new videos. Uh, those of you guys that were with me for ghosts last year, you know, I recorded all of that stuff in my garage and it, it turned out, but I think I can do, I think I can do a little bit higher quality video this year, just because I do have access to a nicer studio to work in. Fair enough. It did turn out good. You did a good job. And I, you know, we tried to back, back you as much as we could, but yeah, it looked great. I thought so. If anybody has anything else to say, we'll say it to us. And then we've got Sim Ghosts that's going to be um, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And um, we're going to be, we're going to be very, very busy for that one. Um, you've got a cool class that, uh, you know, we're going to be doing and, uh, but you're, you're heading up. I'm going to be doing with um, John Lozo uh, of Parkview. I'm going to be doing the 3D printing class, you, me, and uh, John Lozo. That's, uh, you know, he's going to be one of the main instructors on that. Um, I'm going to be doing a materials course, kind of a maker magic, uh, but it's going to be talking about just different materials and, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're hoping that everything is going to be live and in person. Now, what's really neat is they've decided they're going to do it hybrid just from the get-go. So for the people that still can't travel and the people that can't get out, um, it is going to be a hybrid course. And we're going to try to do some things to make sure that those people still feel like they're a part of the course and part of the um, classes. But, um, uh, you know, for the people that are on site, it's, it's going to be nice because you're going to be able to get some hands-on, some materials you may have heard of, and some you probably have not, um, and get to, you know, see them, touch them, feel them, play with them, and that sort of thing. Um, and then you want to talk about your other course? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be doing a microcontrollers course for SimGhost as well. Uh, and I'm really excited about this because we're actually combining two things that I'm, I'm really excited about. One of them being the microcontrollers in general. So Arduino, Raspberry Pi, kind of discussing those things. The other one being simulation escape rooms. So we're going to basically bring these two concepts together and see how can we use a microcontroller in an escape room uh, to do something cool. And so I will, I'm not going to give away too much at this point, but just know that we are going to send every participant of this class home with a kit that not only builds the project we build in class, but gives them more than enough to just really tinker around and build anything they want to using a microcontroller and a bunch of extra supplies and stuff that'll go with them. Uh, and so that's going to be well worth the, the price of admission. It is a workshop. So I think there is an additional fee, but the, you get a lot more than what you pay for. Yeah. The two of these are going to be pre-conferences. So, um, you know, Sim Geeks are teaching two of the pre-conferences. It's going to be a very long day because we're doing one in the morning and then one in the <laughs> afternoon, but 
but we've talked about it before. We'd be bored if we didn't. So um, it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. There's actually a couple of more things that we're planning that we also can't talk about, but uh, it's, it's going to be a good event. It's going to be fun. And then before that, the month before that, we're going to be at SimOps down in Tampa at uh, Camels. That's, uh, you know, Phil Wortham's home and Haru and uh, some really good place. I've been down there. Uh, it's been many, many years when they first opened, but it's a beautiful facility as well. And um, we're going to be doing a pre-conference course for them for doing live casting. So, um, and we're hoping that that's going to be live and in person as well. Um, but we're always going to have a backup to, you know, if that doesn't turn out to be that way. So we are going to have a very busy, busy uh, summer. So I'm not going to give away uh, any spoilers, but for those that have listened to us from the beginning, you likely know that never once have Dave and I recorded a Sim Geeks podcast episode together in the same location. Um, we, you know, this started years ago, three plus years ago via an Instagram post that we communicated about. Uh, And the idea was planted. Then we met in person for the first time at IMSH three ish years ago in San Antonio. Yep. Uh, we kind of planned everything out there. We recorded the first episode later that summer and then didn't publish it even until like December of that year. And Mm -hmm. so assuming COVID doesn't get in the way again, because it thwarted a lot of our plans last year, uh, the episodes that are recorded at these events will be the first time that we've been in person recording in the same room. Other than that, we're usually 1500 miles apart. So I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, and we'll see what kind of trouble we can get into with, with trying to work everything out. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's interesting, which of course plays into the, the episode we have here now, you know, talking about networking, social media, and the importance of conferences. Um, and yeah, because that's how we started. We started just being friends on Instagram and bouncing ideas around. And we both apart had the idea of doing a podcast. And, you know, this is all his fault because he came up. He says, this is what I want to do. I want to do it with you. And I think we should do it together. And I'm like, awesome. So, and then uh, talking about a couple episodes that we've got coming up. Um, we have got the second part to our microcontrollers uh uh, episodes. So we've got the Arduino side of things. And I think it's safe to say I can announce that uh, we're having a special guest on the, for that one. And that's going to be Chad Jackson. And I first met Chad at um, SimGhost Memphis, which was my very first simulation event. Um, I'm celebrating my 10th year in simulation, but it wasn't till I got to go to Memphis. That was my first um, event to go to. And I was very fortunate enough to take an Arduino course from Chad Jackson. And he's the chief Chief Innovation Officer and Vice President of Market Growth for the American College of Chest Physicians. He's out of Chicago. Super neat guy. Uh, Very, very smart. He's done some really cool series game stuff. I mean, we could not be happier to have somebody like that on. And uh, we're getting the schedules. We're probably looking at, you know, middle to end of May. But uh, we're going to have the second part of that one. And then uh, we're going to have another moulage one coming up soon as well. Um, And we've got something kind of cool, you know, for that as well. So we've got a prosthetics episode that we're going to say prosthetics for um, healthcare simulation. And um, we've, we've got a couple of cool things to share and show. And, and that's where some of our video is going to come into play as well. So that's what's going on. Anything more current events? Oh God, I don't know, man. We, that's a lot. <laughs> so much. I know <laughs> it's more than we usually talk. Of. It's, it's what we, you know, we, we refer to it a lot between the two of us as, as conference season, because we're headed into yes. a lot over the next few months. Um, but I, you know, I was, I was kind of joking about this earlier. There is no real season because you know, we've got IMSH in January. And then we had all these things yeah. that we've, we've been involved in throughout the spring and then all summer long, of course. And then I have on the medical side, air medical transport conference and the SEM competition come in the fall. So really it never stops. So our, our conference season specifically just references SEM ops and SEM ghosts, really everything else just kind of falls wherever it falls. Yeah, I, I was supposed to help out with uh, another conference I've done for years, which is uh, SAMHSA in the special operations community, and uh, just found out I'm, I'm not going to end up doing that one, unfortunately, just due to, of course, COVID things. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll probably be back at that one. And you do ATM, what is it? It's, so AMTC is the Air Medical AMTC. Transport Conference, and yeah. that one's every fall. Uh, this year, it actually falls on Halloween, uh, which is going to be interesting. Nice. And so we'll be down there. That one is going to be, I always forget where I'm going because there's so much Fort Worth this year. So last year we were supposed to be in Nashville. Nashville got canceled due to COVID. The year before that was Atlanta. The year before Atlanta, we were all in Phoenix. And so this year we'll be, we'll be in Fort Worth, which makes up for missing Fort Worth last year due to COVID when we were all supposed to be there to go to Baylor. 
Uh, and that, yeah, that Dallas, didn't end up working yeah. out. Yep. Dallas. Yep. So, all right. So starting talking about this stuff, um, you know, you want to lead us off? Yeah. So, so really what we've been talking about, we've, we've been going back and forth about whether this needed an episode or not for some time. Uh, but really, you know, we, we talk about the importance of networking a lot. And David and I both firmly believe in the importance of conferences. You know, I, I go to a lot of them every year as much as I can. I represent my company as much as I can at these events. I teach whenever I'm invited or whatever, whenever I'm asked to. I just, I love to get out. I love to meet people, sometimes as a student, sometimes as an instructor. I just really enjoy it. Uh, and really, it's, it's the, we'll call it the sesh, right? I really enjoy the networking, the hanging out, the meeting other like-minded people. That is where I see the value in conferences. Yeah, I'm going to learn something. I'm going to sit through some classes. But usually, it's the 57 business cards I go home with that mean more to me, right? And knowing like, oh, well, if I ever have an issue with XYZ, I met this person who's really good at this and being able to kind of troubleshoot. And hopefully, people get that same benefit from me too, right? When I meet someone... If they have questions, I always make sure they have my number. They can always call me, ask questions, send me an email, whatever. Uh, and so to me, that's that's the importance of any conference, social media. I'm I am not a huge social media user, right? But it's the same concept for me. Like if I'm on social media, it's almost always professional. Almost always. Those of you that know me know that that doesn't always happen. But for the most part, it's professional. Uh, and, it, and it's very much about networking. So for me, that's, that's kind of the importance of all the stuff we're going to talk about today is meeting other folks. Um, usually people that think alike, right. Or that we get along with, but occasionally I think there's some pretty serious value in meeting people that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, and I will admit, I have had my mind changed by things that I learned by going to specific conferences or meeting certain individuals, um, who had disagreements with me. And initially I kind of stood there and, and fought my case. And then at some point went, ah, this person's right. You know, and I, and so I've had my mind changed before by meeting other people that thought completely different than I do. I absolutely. Yeah. That's, it's funny. Cause you mentioned that and, and I cued in on that because it's, it, I love that. I love talking to somebody with a different perspective or that's going to broaden my horizons or broaden my way of thinking. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about, and we're going to talk about some more of the social media. The newest one that uh, I've started playing with is this, this clubhouse thing. And I, I will freely admit I didn't understand it and I still don't hundred percent understand it, but it's really kind of neat. And it's basically just this drop in, people will set up a topic, they'll set up a room and they'll say, let's all sit around and go talk about it. And it's audio only, which for me drives me a little crazy because I'm the type of guy where I may not want to say something, but I'd love to put a comment in so that I'm not like taking center stage because, you know, as much as you hear about, you know, that we are both very personable, we're out there, we're doing the podcast and all that. We're not as, you know. Uh, social butterflies, as you would think. So when it comes to something like that, I can actually be very, very mute, especially if it's not our environment. So, um, but it's it's really neat though, to, um, as a new sort of concept of you're basically in a virtual room, just talking over topics loosely. So that's a new one. If you guys have heard about it, I, we've just started playing with it. I have, I don't think you've done it at all. No, you sent me the invite and I, and I haven't, <laughs> like, I, no. I haven't taken the time to set it up. I just haven't had the time to look yeah. at it. And, and until right now I had no idea what it was. I mean, that's, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen people reference it, but until you just explained it, that's probably the best I've heard it explained. Cause I just haven't put any interest into it. And that's, it's, it was hard to get my brain wrapped around, you know, and I'm still trying to drag you into Facebook. I dragged Johnny, Johnny Cartwright, um, and I'm sure we'll have him on an episode at some point, but uh, I finally got him dragged into actually checking it, and I'm trying to still get you dragged in. But you do you do our Reddit side of the house, and I don't do much with Reddit, so I'll, I'll let you do, I'll keep Facebook, and then you'll keep Redditing. So that's kind of your thing. And then we still do, we're both big avid um, Instagram users just because there's no drama. That's, that's what I, I love about that. And, and um, I, I talk to a lot of people just on one social media group that I don't connect with in. And, you know, you said, you, you know, you're not a Facebook user and I honestly am not either, but um, my Sim sister, which is Lish Robinson drug me into it. And she says, David, you've got to get on these forums. She's like the, you know, everybody's got forums and they're all important to be a part of whether it's SSH and whether it's, you know, the other websites we're going to talk about later. But um, she was like, it's important to be on all of them. And she really kind of, you know, got me and drug me onto the Facebook groups. And there's about four of them and they're pretty darn good. Um, simulation Technician Network, there's Simulation 2000, which is Lou Clark's. Um, 
there, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you search out, you know, or if you search for the different simulation ones, and there's different ones for different countries that you're in and with different groups and things like that. And I, I try to jump into absolutely as many of them as I can and, and not much else in Facebook. It's really what I use it for is just the networking in our industry. And um, I try to be pretty darn active in there. Um, but what's, you know, the, you find out what you like and what works for you in these things. And, and like I said, the one that we both love is um, Instagram. And I was just talking to a friend that does life hold strategic or yeah, life, life hold strategic. And he does a couple other things. And we were just talking silicone and materials and stuff like that today, just bouncing ideas back and forth and, you know, inspiring each other and helping out problems and getting solutions with things. Just today um, I got to see Jimmy Johnson. He's got the Mayo clinic he works for. Um, they were making um, peg tube trainers. They were making stomachs out of silicone and putting skin over it so that their surgical residents could practice peg tubes. And he, they, their team made it completely out of nothing and then shares the idea. And it, it's just, you know, you, you get on in the morning, you see these things and your mind's blown by the creativity and the, you know, and it inspires you to do something else and helps you out. And that's, and that's the whole point, right? Like it, it gives us a forum, whether it's a, a real forum or whether it's, you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it gives us the ability to share something with no expectation that we're going to be reimbursed, that we're going to make money for it, right? It, just, it gives you the opportunity to say, hey, I invented this or I put this together or maybe I improved somebody else's idea and I just want to show it so that you guys can take it or leave it, you know? And that's a lot of what we do is, all right, this, this works for me. This is where I've modified this Craig trainer to use this specific silicone skin because it's easy and I can make it in my garage, you know, and repeat it over and over and over again. And I'm going to share it out with everyone instructions, how to do it, et cetera. But if it works for you, take it. And if it doesn't just leave it alone, you don't, you're not necessarily required to take that advice, right? It's just one way, one guy's way of doing it. Or give me a different idea or, or open my mind to some other material. Like I know that um, I, I'm, I've used a ton of gel wax and everybody's on ballistics gel. And so me and Megan Augustine are trading materials and seeing which one works better and which one does it. And, you know, going back to some of the networking, the people that I've met at conferences on the internet, you and me conferences uh, or both. I now have a network of people that are my go-tos. So for certain topics, like in the Facebook forums, you guys know if it's an audio video question, I'm tagging Jeremy Smith. If it is 3D printing past the level that I feel comfortable with, it's going to Theo Raymaker. Um, it, you know, I've got just people for every topic. Um, if it is, you know, Laird all and Gamard mannequin, highly technical stuff, it's either Shane pedal out of Canada, or it's going to be, um, Hans Lampkin, um, out of, I think he's Wisconsin. I can't remember, but if a dude knows his mannequins inside and out. So if you guys have seen me in the forums, I'm always tagging people because all I'm doing is I'm showing you my network and I'm more than willing to show everyone my network of who I know is a proven one good human. Cause that's actually really, really important is they're wonderful humans. Um, and they have an area of knowledge that they know. I mean, you and I love just learning everything we can and we know some things more than others, but we're not an expert and we don't have to be. So you brought up Reddit and, uh, and yep. looking specifically Reddit, I will say this, the medical simulation, healthcare simulation, um, subreddit, if you will, that group on Reddit is very dead. There, there's a handful of people that are sharing ideas. Occasionally I get hit up via messages of like, Hey, I see you guys do the podcast. I want to talk to you about something. Um, and I've had a few like good contacts that came out of that and people saying, Hey, what can I do about this? And I'll answer a question or, Hey, do you know someone that can help me with this? Um, but if you are on Reddit for any other reason and whatever it is, looking at birds or, you know, maybe you raise I don't know, dogs or whatever it is, whatever it is that keeps you on Reddit, definitely go sign up for that medical simulation page. Uh, occasionally post something, ask questions, et cetera. Cause otherwise it, it does, it sits dormant for a few months at a time. Uh, and really there's been a few attempts to revive it, but there's only a handful of people that actually stick around any length of time. So that's, it's not a great situation right now. As far as social media networking, it does have the potential just because it seems like everybody's on there. There's all, there's a subreddit for everything. Um, but it's, it's a pretty slow group. But it's funny how you mentioned that. So like you are kind of our Redditor, right? But then when you and I have both had that conversation with um, Emily uh, Sirota and she's got the, she's hooked up with makers helping makers and she's doing a whole bunch of, we've talked about her before. Um, you know, she found both of us off of that subgroup 
of simulation on Reddit that you say is dead, but I'll tell you what, we both had a lovely conversation and it has come up. So um, in my day job, it came up where a site wanted to buy a ventilator. And you know me, if you want to spend a whole bunch of money on things or whatever, my first question is, what are your learning objectives? Well, I need to do X, Y, Z. That has nothing to do with a ventilator. It has to do with a box that looks like a ventilator. And so now what I have to do is contact Emily and say, hey, in New York City, you said that there was one of your doctors that was having an open source ventilator, that fake ventilator that I can make out of a you know wooden box and all that. So this is one conversation off of a very small sect of people in a small little part of you know uh, the internet that that is not even big with healthcare simulation that I am now going to solve a problem at work, you know, off of just a few people. So, you know, it's just amazing how these little connections can help. Yeah. For a while I was throwing our graphics up and just kind of saying, Hey, there's a new episode posted. Right. And every now and then there'd be three or four people that said something, or maybe I wouldn't get a response at all. Uh, And you're absolutely right. She, she hit me up and said, Hey, I found you guys. She found us. So funny enough, speaking of social media, she went from Reddit to LinkedIn, tracked us down on LinkedIn. And that's how she connected with us was through LinkedIn and said, Hey, I want to talk to you about this. Is there something I can chat with you about? Uh, and we had a great, we had a great talk. I invited her on at some point to talk about her project and what she's working on with her master's degree. Uh, and, and honestly, it goes right well with this topic. So at some point, hopefully yep. we'll, we'll let her come kind of s- spill that story and what she's been doing uh, with her team. Cause it's a team of people that she's working with. And she, yeah, all, if she mentioned to me, the, the ventilator as well, which is, yeah. versus something in my world, I, I teach mechanical ventilation. And so it's something I may be able to put to use at some point. Yeah. I mean, and again, you know, it's funny is that's why I say, you know, find the different social media you like, what works for you and all that sort of thing. Uh, but again, if you can interconnect them. So like I try to stay up on all of them. I can and it takes a lot of time and it is a lot of work, but I'm telling you it is rewarding. And I love when somebody contacts me out of the blue. Um, hey, I saw this post on here. Can you help me out? I mean, I am testing my, um, this episode will probably come out after it's happened, but um, so if you go to the simulation tech YouTube channel, it'll probably be rebroadcast there, but I'm going through a whole bunch of, uh, info on the tattoo transfers for moulage, just because I've gotten on three different platforms, Facebook, sim ghosts, and one other, it might be different, two different Facebook groups or, or a private message of, Hey, how would you do hives? How would you do a petechiae and how would you do shingles? And my answer for all three of those was tattoo transfers, you know, on Tegaderm. And so I'm going to test out this streaming rig and might as well give good content on it. And I figure for an hour or so, we're going to do every part of it I can possibly do um, to, to, you know, give that information out. And that was all off of three different conversations off three different platforms. One of them, I think, like I said, was a private message. Somebody found me through something else and I'm always happy to help. And you should be too. Are you, uh, are you doing that demonstration? Are you using a model? Or are you going to be transferring onto silicone? What's your plan? So I'm going to try. And, and again, I don't know how long this will take, so it might be long, but my plan is to go through every part of it. I can. So everything from talking about uh, pre-made ones, um, Katie McKenzie turned me on to really cheap ones on Amazon. Some of them are hokey. Some of them are spot on and good to the Tilly transfers, Twilight creations. Um, I actually got some from Bob Brown from, uh, um, trauma effects us, um, which really cool. It's, um, I'll get into that later, but I'm going to go into that. I'm even going to go into bringing images off Google image search, fuzzing the edges on Photoshop, um, printing them, transferring them to that. And I'm going to talk about PVC skins and hopefully silicone skins. So really since I'm not on a timeline and it's my own time and it's my own streaming platform and all that, I'm just going to go through all of it. And then the idea is hopefully to break it up in sections so that, you know, you can go by topics. I don't know how to do that yet, but I'm going to try to figure it out. So that's some of the things we're going to try to do on both um, my platform. And then the same geeks podcast one is try to do some of the stuff that is better shown than uh, just done on audio. 
that and that is something we've definitely learned as podcasters is that there's yeah. a lot of what we do that's very visual and here we are yes. doing visual gags on the radio right i mean right oh yeah <laughs> trying to describe something and so i i yeah i think the youtube channel will help us with some of that we don't we don't plan on transitioning fully over to youtube uh, we will continue to do the podcast as the podcast is. You may just get to see our faces talking if you decide to watch it there instead of listening to it. Trust me, it's not that exciting. We're each in our own spaces just talking to a computer. But uh, in the future, as we start working through some of the things that we, we've got on the horizon to test and to play with, we're going to want to yes. be able to show you that stuff rather than just sit here and talk about what we're doing. Well, and, and one of the very first topics you ever suggested was a build-off. Yep. And that it will be much better done in video. So we're going to, we are going to do some purely videos that aren't really episodes that are just on the YouTube. And then we're always going to have the audio of the podcast period. But um, you know, you can talk about that topic if you want. Just Oh no. I, yeah. We've been talking about this for a while. And one of the years. things that I want to do is I want to bring on some guests uh, and we can, we can call them out at the time or we can get some Tim volunteers. Yeah, what we want to do is we want to basically give you a week and $20 and you're not allowed to leave your zip code. You got to stay in the town that you live in and, or specifically one store would be amazing. And you have It'll to be build hard some for you kinda... since you travel so much. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> that's like a run out somewhere. Right. Um, but when we're talking about it, it's, it's a week, you get 20 bucks and you got to build some kind of simulator task trainer, et cetera. And then we're going to come back and we're going to show, Hey, this is what I can do for 20 bucks without leaving town. Ooh, my kid's a uh, coworker of mine with a day job, CISO. Um, he's he built a really cool ECMO. It, it was over twenty bucks, but he could probably be a good uh, contestant as well. We might actually actually make this make it a whole contest thing. We'll figure oh, it out. We'll flesh we it will. out. And maybe and maybe we do more than that. Maybe we just open it up to everybody and have everybody show their stuff off. So we can do the base episode. Okay, we'll talk about this later. We're, we're gonna have a good time getting, with this. Yeah, we're we're squirreling. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a good time with this. All right, so. You know, we've talked about social media, right? And D David's definitely much better about social media than I am. I, I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter. I, I do, you know, hang out on Reddit. I pretty much see all three of those websites every day. Um, but if you follow me, you know that I'm not, I'm not constantly posting, uh, and and not specifically, I'm not posting every day. I don't think I've actually put a photograph on Instagram other than for the Sim Geeks account since like last July, just because I. You know, I, I tend to focus on other things. I'm on there. I'm looking. I communicate with people, um, but rarely do I actually post photos. Uh, and then when it comes to, to Twitter, I tend to be on there, have a good time, communicate with a few people, a, a handful of Sim Geeks listeners. Actually, in fact, recently, I feel like that's the majority of my people. They're either medical, which has been my historically since I've been on Twitter. It's always been medical for me, uh, mostly professional. I do occasionally break that third wall, but it's not very often. Uh, but then you know, a lot of Sim Geeks listeners I've been communicating with, uh, you know, specifically Brittany and Drew Prater talk to them occasionally. I'll send stuff back Love and forth. Uh, and so, you know, I try and try and see what they're doing because they, they've got some cool projects going on recently as well. And so I, I go yeah. back and forth with a bunch of Sim Geeks listeners, a handful of simulationists, and then, of course, a few uh, flight clinicians, physicians, nurses, et cetera, throughout throughout the country that I've either always been in touch with or I've I've seen them kind of get more and more in education and simulation recently. And so I make sure to pick up those contacts anytime that I can. So definitely moving, start, oh, we're ahead. definitely starting to contact with more people out of the country too, which we love because I know you and I have both talked about some of our goals in the next few years um, is international travel and letting this, you know, try to help us with that. So that'll be exciting. So we also listen to our, our international or talk to our international listeners too. Well, and assuming COVID doesn't get in the way, I will be headed to Ireland twice, most likely this fall semester. So hopefully if anyone's listening from that part of the world, we can connect if you're going to be in that Galway area, or if anyone else is going to be in this program. So jealous, just so damn jealous. I am. I, I have not made this really public, but I'm starting classes back, but I am also a 45 year old sophomore. So I've got a long journey to go. I actually start Monday with classes, which, you know, cause I don't have enough else to do. So we'll see how that works. Never too late, man. I took a long time off. And then I went back just a couple of years ago and finished, finished the bachelor's while finishing the bachelor's. I literally have one assignment, one big assignment left, a couple small ones, uh, and then starting the master's. So I'm, I got two young kids at home. I'm definitely not young. I'm, I fall well within that non-traditional student definition, but I'm, I'm excited and I'm finally knocking out some stuff I wish I would have done 15 years ago. As squirrels go back to school. Yep, exactly. So, so let's, let's talk conferences specifically, right? Yes. So we've talked about where we're going to be over the next few months. 
and, and it's important to talk some specific conferences. So IMSH is a big one every year. It's where we met for the first time. Of course, we knew each other from the internet, but it's the first place we met in person. We sat down, we drank beer, we planned this whole thing out. Uh, and yeah, it took us a few months to still pull it together, but that is where this kind of grew from, right? It was us kind of meeting at a conference, joining together, bringing our ideas and saying, okay, well, you had this idea, I have these ideas are we compatible? And what we found out is we were, and we did, we both modified what we originally came in to do and said, you know what, this is a good approach for us to bring both of these concepts together. Uh, and then of course, Ghosts, which is one that we're both heavily involved with. It's an organization that I absolutely adore. Uh, they've got great people. This is really, it's only my second full year being involved with Ghosts. I followed them along for a few years, but I, you know, I taught for them last year with you. Uh, and then we'll be very heavily involved again this year as well, when we get out to Fort Wayne, which I'm excited about. Uh, you know, and that's that's the other one. So SimGhost does one, if not more, but usually one big U.S. event every year. Then they have smaller events, and they also have a big international event or two each year. Uh, and so that gives you multiple options. And unlike IMSH, where everybody just kind of comes in at one time and it's one week and it's over and done with, uh, Ghost gives you a few choices to bounce around. Sometimes they're a little more topic specific, but also if you don't live in the U.S. and Canada there may be an event in your part of the world that's less expensive for you to get to uh, or a little bit more convenient in some other way. And then along IMSH, we have ops. So SimOps is going to be in Tampa this year at Camels. Uh, and just so like excited I, about that. That's it. It's going to be an awesome one because the facility and the people that run that are just top notch. It's going to be an amazing event. Yep. And so, so what I love about IMSH is that everybody is there, right? It doesn't matter your specialty. It doesn't matter what you do. We all come together. We have a good time. We network. Uh, there's just, there's so much being taught that you can't possibly see it all for one. Like if you go to IMSH, there's at least 10 classes going on at one time and you have to pick and choose what's going to fit you best and what you really want to see. Whereas ops, I, and I, this is the cool thing about ops is it's specifically operations. So it, it drops a lot of the theory and it drops a lot of the other stuff and focus specifically on operations, um, which, you know, my, my job, I, I wear multiple hats. And so for me, I, IMSH really benefits me from an educator standpoint. I do get some technical stuff. It's where I originally, like where I really got fired up about VR a few years ago. Um, whereas ops is, is specifically when I'm talking about the technical side of my job, not so much the teaching portion of it. Um, and I, and I enjoy that too, cause that's, that's where I get to really be a nerd and see how things mm -hmm. work and learn the background of how things are operating and how people put stuff together and get their shops up and running. Uh, and so there are, there is a difference. They're both run by SSIH. It's a great organization as well. It's one of the, I mean, it's the main society, if you will, in simulation. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot to be had from these conferences. And I love the operations conferences too, because not only are you with your people, um, you know, cause you are an educator by trade, by title and all that, but again, you're a big nerd like me and, but, but, oh yeah, totally. And, um, so what, what's really neat is seeing the different types of, um, shops, whether it be, you know, the nitty gritty, there's only, you know, you, and that's a, an, edu an educator and about $2 worth of uh, budget to the high end ones and seeing how people are doing the same solutions or different solutions to the same problems and things like that. Um, the other thing I love about these conferences are when, where else outside of a internet webpage or a catalog, do you get to see products that you don't own? So the show floor um, is a huge event or a huge opportunity to get your hands on and ask questions and play with it and, and really look at the nitty gritty of how things are, especially for the operations people of how things are to change tissues or how much the tissues are, how easy it is to work on it or talk to the technicians. They usually for these conferences, whether it be the operations or IMSH or whatever, they're bringing, you know, their entire team, whether it be the technicians for these companies to the salespeople, to the people that designed it. I've, I've talked to some of the Laird all designers from Norway, terribly nice people. So my God, they're so smart. Um, but Laird all was just one of them, but a lot of the other ones. And um, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again is I love how IMSH did their three month um, thing and how they did their show floor. Mainly I was able to go to more events, uh, more classes, but also with the show floor um, I was able to actually connect with one or two per people and not have, 
you know, a salesperson or, or tech or whatever with a having to juggle four, five, 10 people. That's why, you know, you've done the VR stuff. I always shied away from the VR booths because there's a hundred people in line ahead of you. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to skip it. So um, that's another thing about the conferences I love is the show floor. It, it, you know, it's a great opportunity. So my, when I, when we were at IMSH a couple of years ago, uh, I snuck into the exhibit hall while everybody was in some of the more popular classes that I just didn't have a desire to be in. It just didn't apply to me. And so I'm like, oh, I'll go to the exhibit hall. And that's how I was able to skip most of the lines. Uh, nice. You know, and it did. It gave me the opportunity. I played with every VR system that was at IMSH the year that we were there in San Antonio. Uh, and, it, you know, everybody's got a purpose, right? So I have to be careful how I word this, but it, as much as it showed me what I wanted, it also gave me the opportunity to immediately rule out the companies that could not provide what I needed. And so I have, I have a very specific use case that I needed to be able to meet. And there was several class, several VR companies and other software companies that had great products, but they didn't yeah. meet my need. And so it gave me that opportunity as well to go, you know what, this is cool. And I can see where it works in certain settings, but it doesn't necessarily work in the helicopter EMS industry. Right. Um, you know, and, and some of them are a little bit more malleable than others. Like I can build custom cases with one company, whereas another company sells you a subscription and you use the cases they're already built. You know, and that, that didn't work for me because pre-built cases for hospital clinicians don't necessarily apply to a pre-hospital environment. Um, and so like I, as much as the exhibit hall to go in and learn about the products and see, Hey, this is all this cool stuff and get really fired up. It also gives you the ability to, to pick and choose the companies that you're then going to pursue and say, okay, these guys can do what I need them to do. And so I'm going to talk to maybe these three companies instead of the 18 companies that were here showing similar products. And you can start a relationship and that's harder to do with a company on the internet, depending on the company, but you know, getting and talking to these people and saying, okay, that's cool that you're showing this, but this is what I need. Oh, this is what we can do for you. And that sort of thing. It's, it, it's great. So I, I love the vendor show floors. They're great opportunities. And you know, for me, it was more than just things that were for sale and vendors. Yeah. I went to IMSH fully expecting to go to a specific graduate school program. I went there with the intention yep. of meeting people from that program. I remember I, that. And I went to this booth and while I was at IMSH, I learned of two other programs I'd never heard of. Um, and I won't name, I won't name the first one, nope. um, but just, just know I went there with a plan to go to one program. Uh, and I left there with two other equally as great, if not better for me programs that I would have never learned about had I not gone to message. And, and I say never, maybe I would have found them via Google, but it wasn't on my radar at the time. And then I go in there and I was just walking around and I was like, oh, I had no idea that this, this school had this program. And I sat down and talked to people and then went, oh, and it's a third the cost of what I was planning on paying. You know, so to me, yeah, it's, it's all about simulation products and learning stuff, but it's, it's not always just what's going on for work. There's definitely a lot of personal stuff to be gained there and a lot of information earned. And that's, that's a really good thing. So there's a lot of, especially if we can get our um, facilities or our schools or whatever to pay for the travel and it's, it's. It is expensive. It's not free to do this. So there's the easily quantifiable benefits of I can get knowledge out of these courses. These are the courses I'm going to talk, you know, go to. And then when I come back, I'm going to be able to teach others on this equipment and this, that. And then there's all the tertiary benefits <clears throat> that are just outstanding. So the other thing I want to talk about, so we're talking sim specific conferences, right? Ghosts, ops, IMSH, et cetera. There is there's a lot of benefit to even in, in the simulation world to conferences that are in our own specialties or in our own departments outside of simulation. Uh, and what I mean for this is if your job is to teach paramedics or to work in a paramedic program, then EMS conferences still have value to you. Me, I, I work with flight. I, you know, I think everybody knows this at this point. I go to AMTC every year. I am involved in the Sim Cup, which is the competition out there. My networking on the simulation side, because of that specific event, the Sim Cup is a small piece of what AMTC really is, has allowed me to meet other people that are involved in air medical simulation, which uh, to be honest, guys, I have a wonderful team at work. We have almost, I think we have 20 educators that are on my education staff. So we have a lot of people that I work with, um, but to be hundred percent truthful, I am the one nerd, right? Simulation, I, I'm the one person out of those 20 that I have chosen to throw myself completely into simulation. It's what I care about. It's what I've wanted to do, you know, and this is, this is where my focus is. So we all, we all have our things, we all our specialties, but 
I, I get picked on a little bit. I get, I've, I've been referred to as our, as our resident teenager, which I am far from being a teenager, <laughs> um, but because you know, I get fired up about nerd stuff. Oh, we're going to do yeah. this VR thing. And you know, initially I got laughed at, like it just wasn't going to happen. Right. And so for me, like going to AMTC, working with the SIM cup allowed me to meet now maybe two dozen other people. And it's an international team. We get Canadians. There's people from the U S there's a few from foreign countries other people like me that are not only in the medical industry, but are also heavily involved or completely in love with simulation and see it as more than just a kind of a means to an end. Uh, and so there, there's a lot of value in that, just going to conferences to meet people that not only may be interested in simulation, but also understand what you're dealing with in your specific use. That's why we've done SAMHSA for, for years. I've been involved with the special operations medicine um, scientific assembly. And um, it, it's just neat to see a, a traditionally non quote unquote simulation like you and I are, are used to in a simulated environment. It's a different simulation and seeing a different world of simulation and just the personnel are different. The mindset is different. And it's, it's just neat to do that. Like I want to, you know, we do a lot of conferences in SIM, but I want to try to start branching out and doing some of the EMS conferences. We had a conversation on Twitter the other day with um, James DeCanto, who is, you know, agreed to be on an episode sometime. And he is uh, one of the, the salad airway King, the inventor of the salad airway technique and super big brain and a, terribly nice guy uh and he's like hey i'm hopefully gonna go to to one of the conferences uh and if i don't why don't you come out to this one and we'll talk and that was exciting because i definitely it's you know i think it was ems one that he's going to be at and i definitely want our ems world and um uh, you know i've been wanting to go to that one as well it's just time and money <laughs> time and money yeah i I will be hundred percent honest. i put in a lot of conference talks uh you know and, and i do this I, I throw a bunch of stuff out there and it seemed like this year, everything stuck. And so I ended up getting accepted for a lot more than I expected. And yep. at this point, I just, I don't have the heart to ask for anymore because my company has been so tolerant of everything, <laughs> you know, and I go there and I represent my company. I do, I do my piece there. Um, but at some point it's like, all right, dude, really? Like it, it's another thing. <laughs> we do pay, we do pay you to work, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I can work from anywhere, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have that ability. Um, but yeah, I, I looked at when he sent that out, I was like, oh, you know, I could pull it off. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to ask. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Not <laughs> only that, but I, you know, I have a wife here that eventually is going to wear thin on this. And so I, I got a family to take care of. I, I think they're going to get a little frustrated if I'm traveling on the weeks that I would not otherwise be traveling any more than I am now. But uh, I would love to, uh, to meet up with him in person, but if nothing else, we'll get him on. And I, I know that he mentioned a couple of things too, about being in my part of the world. Uh, and yeah. so maybe, maybe at some point post COVID, we'll work that stuff out. All right. So once we move on from conferences, both in and outside of the simulation world, uh, you know, there's still other options for connecting because, you know, we, as we both already mentioned in the last 30 seconds, it's not cheap to go to a conference. Uh, mm -hmm. It's if you're not being if someone's not covering some of those costs for you or the conference isn't in a place that you can easily drive to, you know, if, if it's in the town you live in, you can normally make it affordable if you're living at home, eating at home, et cetera. Um, but it's it's not uncommon for travel, hotel conference entry food while you're gone to be, you know, $2,000 for a trip. Right. Uh, and so how do we, how do we make these networks? How do we end up meeting these people from these conferences if we're not able to be there in person? And I think the the answer to that right now, one of the best things is aside from the social media stuff we talked about earlier, uh, specifically is the websites that are specific to these, to these groups. And so uh, Sim Ghosts has their online group forum thing. It's built very similar to Facebook, right? Where you can make status posts. And social media. Other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very social media-esque. Really nice. But it's very specific to Sim Ghosts. And so you're meeting with other Sim Ops. You're meeting other people that are involved in the industry. Uh, and I, what I like about it is there's interest groups as well. So like I know we're both in the Moulage interest group and we get a notification. Hey, so-and-so just joined this group with you. Uh, it's it's not as active as I'd like it to be, but it's getting there. I've noticed it's, it's been picking up the last couple of yep. weeks. Uh, and so, you know, if that's free, you can sign up and do those memberships. Uh, of course, I, I encourage you. I will say this. I, I try to maintain memberships with a lot of different organizations, both within the sim world and within the medical side. Um, I think ghost is maybe $70 a year. I might've made that up, but I think it's something like that. It's not terrible. David, you know what it's stuck at now? Uh, anyway, it's, it's not terrible. And so there's that option too, to get the membership, you get all the benefits. 
um, but also just the free aspects that are the things that you're able to go and learn and and meet other people, communicate, et cetera, introduce yourself. Uh, and then SSH, SSIH has the same concept too. So they have the SEM Connect, which is basically a forum where you can go in and you can post. I know we've been involved in that in the past. I'll admit I've not exactly been there recently, but I have been in the past involved in that. I've answered some stuff. We've posted a lot of things in there as far as resources and other, you know, point of people and documents, et cetera. And there's a lot more subgroups and then there's a, it's a little bit broader. And one thing I like about the SSH forums is they've got the application that you can have on your phone. Um, and so, you know, I know that sometimes I will not pay attention as much, but the app will say, Hey, by the way, somebody contacted you or this topic got brought up or you'll get that daily. Uh, and both of them actually have kind of that, that uh, weekly email of what you missed and that sort of thing to keep you abreast on things. And, you know, what I've said before is every one of these websites has a group of people that follow it. And a lot of them are not crazy like us that do multiple there's, they're actually different. I'd love if they all came together, but you know, uh, it takes a lot of time. And so I know I try to hit all of them as often as I can. And because you're going to, you're going to get a different sort of group of people. Like I said, the, the event I'm running, um, you know, Saturday night is off of three different um, you know, forums and one of them, you know, two of them were society and one of them was internet. So. So the other thing then, with the, the SIM connect forums is SSIH also has their interest groups. And so there, there are interest groups for anything and everything. If you're into obstetrics, there's an, there's an OB SIM group. If you're, you know, EMS, there's an EMS interest group. I know there's one for serious gaming that's specific. Uh, and so, depending on what it is within simulation that you really care about, or maybe it's, you know, half a dozen of these groups, then you're being connected with like-minded people that are involved in the same kind of things that you're in. Uh, and so I think that that's another good thing to get involved with. I know that there are interest groups that you have to be a member to be part of. And then there's other interest groups that you can sign up for and be involved in, even if you're not a paid member of the society. Uh, I honestly don't remember what the tiers are called. I know there's within the society, they label different groups as different things. Um, but you can get on their website, you can sign up for a free account. And then from the free account, you can go into SIM Connect and communicate with other people, look at those interest groups and find out which ones are, are best for what you're looking to do. Definitely a lot of different uh, you know ways to get the information and get different groups of people to help you, inspire you, and you can help them. So be as active as you can. So then the last thing we want to talk about is the mentorship programs. And there are several out there. Um, I have been a member of the Sim Ghosts one that B Billy Pascal um, is the head of for Sim Ghosts um, since its inception. And I've tried, I, I think I missed one cohort just because I missed an email or something. I, I'm, I made a mistake. It was my mistake, but I've been involved in pretty much every cohort and it's nice because they fit you up with somebody that is newer and uh, you basically, you know, anything you can do to inspire them and help them and that sort of thing. Um, SSH has a mentorship program and even like the Facebook groups um, have started like a, a mentorship group thing. And, and I haven't really jumped into that much. Um, so those are the, the formal mentorship programs, but even out of going to these conferences, I have, um, met with people and mentored them. And, you know, there was one person out of California, um, who, you know, I was in contact with sometimes daily, but at least weekly. And, uh, he was, you know, brand new into simulation and, uh, did everything I could to try to back him and, and help him out. And, uh, sometimes he was like, oh, I'm so sorry to call you again. I'm like, no. I love this. I love to help people out and, and do that sort of thing. So um, there are formal and then there's informal ways of doing mentorship. Uh, and I want to put a nod to Simulcast, uh, which is another simulation podcast that we like. Uh, episode 118 was on mentoring and, and for the simulation practitioner. So, and that was a pretty good episode we, we both listened to. Um, so if you want to you know, hear about them talking about that, a uh, great webcast or uh, podcast you should be listening to anyways. And don't, I mean, here's the thing, right? I know that the SimGhost program, it talks about, you know, kind of bringing in newer people, taking somebody under your wing, putting with a more experienced person, trying to match them up. But don't, don't ever feel like you're, you're kind of too far along to benefit from something long from that, right? And there's, there's nothing wrong with just reaching out to someone and saying, hey, you mind looking after me for a little while? Can you help me with some things? Uh, you know, I, I've definitely gotten help from people that know a lot more than I do on, on specific topics. Sometimes they are healthcare sim specific. Sometimes they're just something that I think could apply to us. 
Uh, and and I definitely have my heroes in the sim industry, right? And I, I'll reach out oh. to them when I need to. And I would have oh, no yeah. problem just sending an email that says, hey, do you mind you mind mentoring me through this process as we go through it? Uh, and so, you know, send an email, send, send a letter, whatever it is, reach out to someone and say, hey, do you have time to kind of work with me over the next couple of months? Help me through this project. Teach me what you know about this specific subject. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of us are, are willing to do that. I know I've, I've gotten help from others that didn't charge me. There are people who make a living teaching some of this stuff. And so it may be one of those things that, you know, you really want to learn special effects makeup. Maybe you're paying someone for private lessons in special effects makeup. You know, there's, there's definitely uh, a line to be crossed there where there's a difference between mentorship and hiring an instructor. Um, but never, never feel like, oh, I can't sign up for this because I've been doing it too long or because I've, you know, done this or not. There's always somebody who knows more than you do on a, on a, on a subject, right? It's not, you know, maybe you're more experienced in simulation as a whole, but you don't really understand something in a very small subset that you're interested in learning more, find someone that knows it and ask for help. And, and a good example is, you know, like I know certain things that I know, but as far as, you know, I, I've got some debriefing skills, I would like to broaden that out. So I know I've reached out to a couple people who are going to work with me and just through some of the more formalized debriefing models, I don't have formal education and some of the constructs. And I know I've been uh, working on that MOOC course again, the George Washington university one, which is, is fantastic by the way. Uh, and, and it's not cake and it's, it's good, good content. And um, but yeah, I mean, I've been in SIM for almost 10 years now and I am more than willing to be um, a mentee and learn from anybody I can. Uh, I tell people, I'm like the first um, eight and a half years in simulation, uh, it was before Sim Ghost Memphis and we were pretty much task on. We paid attention to our center, what we did, and I learned a ton. But at some point, you know, uh, I, I ended up branching out and I kind of branched out in a hard way and I, I do as much as I can to help and learn as much as I can. Even when I mentor people, I learn from you. Uh, I'll get a different perspective on thing and you will inspire me to, to do something different or just in a, a conversation, having a, you know, at a, at a conference or on the internet or whatever, um, you know, I'll be teaching somebody something and then they'll bring up something. And I'm like, oh, I never thought of it that way, but did you think of it this way? And can we do it this? And then we come up with great ideas that only help more people in our community. All right. Well, I mean, that kind of finishes up everything we had laid out for today. Uh, you know, it, really what we were trying to get at here is that importance of networking, whether it's virtual, whether we're doing it in person, whether it's just reaching out to people you've never met, or maybe it's somebody you already know. You're not doing this alone, right? Every Everything we do, we're going to hit roadblocks. We're going to find issues. And honestly, if you run into something you can't solve, chances are someone else has been there before. I know that's true for just about everything I've run into is there's there's always somebody who's found a solution. May not be the solution I want, but it might be what I need to do for that moment and then figure out a better way to do it in the future. Uh, and so, you know, just again, reach out, get involved, even if it's minor. As, I, as I've already admitted, I, uh, I suck at social media. I'm on it. I'm there, but I'm very rarely involved in, you know, posting personal stuff or getting stuff out there. It's usually the SimGeeks account that I'm hiding behind. Um, you know, but just reach out and reach out to us through this. We, if we can't help you, which I will admit that happens a lot, we may not be able to help you. Uh, we definitely know somebody who can, and we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. We'll send you to whoever it is that can pick up on something. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of work through all those processes. Build your network and then share your network. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to feel like you're alone and don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, I, and I've got a lot of people that are like, well, I hate to take your time. I will freely admit you might have to knock on my door a couple of times because I'm doing so much. I, I, it, it falls through the crack and it's never a ha ha ha. It's always a terrible feeling of guilt when I, when I do fail one of you because I don't want to, um, but, you know, it, you know, don't ever feel bad about reaching out because you don't have to know it all. You don't have to be the expert on everything. Um, and we're all here to champion you. And I mean, not just me and Will. I mean, literally, it's, it's wonderful how open everybody is in this industry. Even some of the highest end educators, you know, Christina Park is terribly nice. Oh, my God. I've just had just a couple of little short conversations, nothing big. And she's always been very, very welcoming. And some of the powerhouses, um, you know, Jamie Robertson, Dana Downing, just some of the, you know, Matt Charnetsky, uh, a lot of the big, big names in our industry, you know, Ed Rivera, they're just here to help you and they want you to succeed. 
So you guys have heard it. We're going to be pretty much all over the place in the next few months. Uh, if you're going to be at Ghost, you're going to be at Ops. Seek us out. Come find us. Come talk to us. Right, We're teaching a handful of different classes. If they don't interest you, then find us afterwards. That's totally fine as well. Uh, but you know, come introduce yourself, especially if we haven't met yet in person or we've been talking online and you just haven't, haven't actually seen us or come and you know, talk to us before. Uh, and if you're not going to be at any of these events, send us an email, reach out to us through social media, introduce yourself, you know, and don't be shy. We're, we're not shy. And I will say this, at least for myself, if I'm at a conference, I absolutely have no expectation of privacy, right? Like the plan is to be there to meet people, to kind of build that network. And so uh, you're definitely not interrupting. You're, you're not bothering oh, anyone. Never. Come find us, come talk to us. Uh, and we we're going to be around. So I know that ghosts, we are going to be everywhere during ghosts. Uh, ops, we don't have a whole lot planned outside of the classroom. So we'll, we'll make plans I'm sure between now and then, but it's not nearly as busy as ghosts for sure. And actually we've with, with apps, we've got kind of an open, um, door to them. And I know Phil, Phil Wortham has got things for us. So I guarantee you our dance card is going to get full because we've pretty much said we're there for whatever we can do. And, um, I'm going to mispronounce her name, but Christina Toriano, um, you know, we've pretty much told her, you know, anything you need to fill in, we're there to help. So um, help make that event more successful or as successful as always is and things like that. But again, so we do get busy, but do, do reach out. The other thing is every single thing that we've talked about is usually a format that we're on. So you, we can be found everywhere that you, you know, connect with on, uh, in this community. So feel free to reach us out or reach out to us there. Um, and, um, as usual, I say to make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review if you want on any of where you subscribe to your podcasts, we can be find found everywhere and do subscribe to the uh, Sim Geeks YouTube channel to get us over that hundred, because we've got some cool stuff that we want to show you. So you want to wrap more it up? people, man, 19. More I know, months. I know. And <laughs> we're I, so I mean, close. Oh, and it's amazing how quickly, I mean, the, the, the reaction and how many people have re we had pocket nurse, uh, reshared out. We had uh, different SIM, um, SIM centers from all over different countries. We didn't even know they were watching us and they're rebroadcasting or retweeting our stuff out. And we're just terribly flattered and we really appreciate all the effort. Uh, and we, we appreciate every single one of you. So thank you. But you want to wrap us up? Yeah, guys. So as always, we, uh, we really thank you for your time. We're glad you're listening to us. And feel free to reach out to us and have a wonderful night. Take care. Thank you very much.